Welcome to Friday's show. TGIF, thank goodness it's Friday. Just got done Tuesday night. If you guys missed it, there is on my YouTube channel, AJ Let's Talk Sports. It's real lagging and choppy and really bad. So I'm trying to get that fixed. I got my buddy Ryan uh, on the tech side trying to fix that. Um, got a lot of support coming. Also, did not get um, the Green and High School. Actually, did get the Green and High School thing. And then I also have Catholic Central as well. So trying to get as many high schools as I can. So getting at least, I'd like to do at least probably one or two schools a week, one or two games a week for the boys, men's, uh, boys basketball varsity games. For all these high schools and driving around, I just want to do the home games. For some reason, Devandaya Butler AD did not contact me back, so I don't know what's going on with them. But as for now, I have Green in high school and uh, Catholic Central up in Springfield. So very excited about that. Thank you, ADs, for that. Awesome stuff. So there's your little top headlines for that, for me at least. Had the interview today. Went really well. Hopefully get to position, be able to be off by 4 or 5 o'clock to be able to do all these sports stuff, highlights, podcasts, YouTube videos, and play-by-play commentary for you guys. Branching off for myself and making it happen, all right? So rock and roll on that. Top headlines throughout the sports world. You ready for this? Has some sad news, but that's coming up here next. Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr to be the next men's national team coach for the USA basketball team. It was going to be Pop, Greg Popovich. But Steve Kerr slides on in there from Golden State Warriors for the next Team USA. Kerr was an assistant on Popovich's gold medal winning staff in Tokyo this summer. And Williams was a member of Mike uh, Krzyzewski's gold medal staff in 2016. Uh, Spolster is a two-time NBA champion coach with the Heat. And Few has transformed Gonzaga into one of the college basketball's elite programs. So assembling of the coach staff is the first major decision of Grant Hill's tenure as manager director of USA Basketball. He replaced Jerry Colangelo, who retired after four gold medal teams with Krzyzewski and Popovich for, as coaches. So Kerr's getting a nod. Next, Virginia Cavaliers hired Clemson Tigers offensive coordinator Tony Elliott as head coach for the football team. Tony Elliott, Clemson's offensive coordinator and a staple of the Tigers championship teams under Dabo Sweeney, Dabit, has been hired as the next head coach at Virginia. That was announced on Friday. Elliott traveled to Charlottesville on a Wednesday with his family to meet the university uh, athletic director, Carla Williams. Hey, what's up, Carla? If you need somebody to do your games, I'm your man. <laughs> I'm always contacting athletic directors like crazy on LinkedIn. Utilizing LinkedIn networking like crazy boys. So there you go. Elliott, offensive coordinator. There you go. Have have a, have a holiday. Okay, so I'm trying to find the main topic that I wanted to talk about for this top headline. Former Denver Broncos, my buddy on LinkedIn last night was pretty much the first one that I saw um, develop the story. Um, Fargo, what's up, man? Off LinkedIn. Hopefully we get together again soon. So former Denver Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas, he's only 33 years old, found dead in his home, police say. This is out of Inglewood, Colorado. Um whose quiet demeanor bellied and burning desire to achieve what he routinely called everyday greatness passed away at 33. Supposedly they said he had um, started having uh, what my, seizures or something like that, suffering seizures and other since been over a year now. And supposedly he had one in the shower and passed away in the shower. So that's very, very sad. 
um, news there. I was hoping that somebody would at least be with them when you have these seizures and stuff like this. You need to have someone with you at all times, pretty much 24-7, but I don't know if it was that bad and that intense. We'll find out more stuff and details as the uh, police reports and all that stuff come out. But he did pass away. Uh, Roswell, Georgia, police said Thursday night that Thomas was found dead in his home. So preliminary reports, according to police, indicated Thomas' death might have resulted for a medical issue. That's what the first cousin, uh, LaTanya, was saying about the uh, seizures and all that stuff. So hopefully that's probably all it was. I mean, not hopeful, but it's sad that, that this happened. And um, prayers and thoughts go out to the Thomas family. So there's your top headlines for your Friday. All right, top of a conversation. We got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. Are you guys ready for this or what? Shut up. Slap ya. I don't know if I can I don't know how if I can do that sound effects like I usually do. But um have some NFL picks to talk about. We have some Dallas Cowboys news to talk about. We have some UFC picks to talk about. Over-unders, spreads. I'm gonna dive into some UFC fights and talk about who we're gonna do and who we're gonna pick. All right, not going to be a very, I'm trying not to make it a very long show, but here we go. Let's make it happen. Captain. All right, so the first thing is Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, people are talking about this all over social media. Stephen A. Smith's having a heyday with this, by the way, which I don't even really watch ESPN anymore. So screw you, Stephen A. You don't know nothing. Mike McCarthy says Dallas Cowboys are going to win with the asterisks, going to win Sunday against Washington football team. Is that a... Uh, Guarantee. We don't like making guarantees in the NFL because usually when you make a guarantee in the NFL, the only person to ever do that correctly was that uh, one dude for the New York Jets back in the day. I just watched him. I forget. Namath. Joe Namath, I believe. This comes out of Frisco, Texas, and his first day back in the office after a 10-day absence. Uh, Dallas Cowboys coach McCarthy expresses confidence. You're gone, you come back, and you bring confidence. That's usually a Dallas Cowboy player for you. We're going to win this game, he says. I'm confident in that. It wasn't exactly Jimmy Johnson's bold call back in 1993 at the NFC Championship game against San Francisco 49ers, but we'll take it. What do you think about it? I don't know. Any thoughts about the uh, Mike McCarthy statement? Do you think the Cowboys are going to win? Um, it's going to be. It's in Washington, by the way. More to come on this game, Dallas and Washington, the spread and the over-under. I'm going to be talking about that here in a minute. But Dak Prescott, what's he think? Dak Prescott on if he supports Mike McCarthy's guarantee on Cowboys. And he says, expletive, yeah. On Thursday, Dallas Cowboys head coach Matt McCarthy guaranteed the team would beat the Washington football team. That's what he said. Clarence Hill Jr. goes to Twitter. What's he say? Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott on if he supports Matt McCarthy's guarantee of a win against Washington. Expletive, yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to say? McCarthy added, yeah, I fully expect to win every game I've ever com- competed in. That's what sports is all about. That's what the NFL is all about. This is a quote, quoting, trust me, I understand how hard it is. They're working hard, working, we're working hard. But yeah, we're clearly planning on going to Washington and winning the game. There's no doubt about that, end quote, for Coach McCarthy. Going to Twitter, Ben Standing, Ben Standig, Ron Rivera to the Junks Radio on Washington, four-point home underdogs to Dallas on Sunday, still being viewed as a David. I'm fine with that. Remember this, when he became king, he was there for 30 years, baby. I guess we're, we're going with David and Goliath. I, I, I don't know. Coach King David, I believe. We're going to go with the Bible translations. All right, cool. 
So Cowboys also face the New York Giants, Arizona Cardinals, and Philadelphia Eagles down the stretch as they attempt to remain in the postseason position. I believe they will. I believe that they'll have 11 wins. That's what I predicted in the beginning of preseason. Before the first preseason game, I predicted that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win 11 games. They're going to get an NFC Championship game. Shut up. There, you heard it from me there. You've been hearing it. All right. Let's check out this. Cowboys, a football team, three matchups to watch. For the Dallas Cowboys in week 14. Key matchups to watch for. Micah Parsons versus Antonio Gibson. In the trenches. Antonio Gibson completely gashed the Cowboys on the ground. Rushing for 128 and 115 yards. The two times he squares off against them a season ago. So. Kind of anxious to see how the defensive line holds up. And the linebacking core for the Dallas Cowboys. Against the run game Antonio Gibson. Trevon Diggs versus Terry McLaren. Wide receiver versus corner matchup. How's that going to go? Trevon Diggs sometimes big, gives up some big plays because he takes some risks to get the INT to go to TD. But I think he... Prediction! INT to TD for Trevon Diggs for TD. Ah, that's pretty cool. Trevon Diggs, TD for TD. INT. Oh! Randy Gregory versus Charles Leno Jr. Leno, what do you know? Randy Gregory has a good chance to suit up Again, for the Dallas Cowboys in Week 14. Kind of get some pressure on that quarterback, boys. And uh, there's your three matchups to watch for. It's all on the defense for the Dallas Cowboys for Big D and WFT in Washington Landover, Maryland. So now we're not even – yeah, that's about done with the top headlines. Now we're going to go – well, that's not your top headlines. That's your top headlines for the Dallas Cowboys watching a football game. Washington football team. Yeah, there we go. Can't say Redskins anymore. <gasps> so, um, here we go. What am I doing here? I'm trying to find the games. Here we go. Looking at the Cowboys and Washington matchup. Talked a little bit about the Cowboys, about Coach McCarthy. Um, Mike McCarthy and Ron Rivera are big fans of the NFL schedule makers this season. I don't know why I even said that. Who cares? But, 1 o'clock game on Sunday. This is going to be on Fox, depending on where you live. Prescott versus Heineke. Elliott versus Gibson, Lamb versus McLaren. I give the individual accolades all over to the Dallas Cowboys individually, but it is a team game. Tickets are as low as $72 there at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Uh, four and a half. Dallas is actually favored by four and a half. That's pretty crazy. Dallas has been going on a downward swing, even though they beat the New Orleans Saints at New Orleans, but they had back-to-back -back losses against the Raiders and the Chiefs at the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Can't beat Kansas City at Kansas City. That's what Daddy used to always say. That just rings in my head every time I say Kansas City. Four and a half, 48 over, under. That's what it is right now. It could change at kickoff time. There's your money lines and your spreads and your over-unders, kids. So let's take a look at Washington's games. They're on a four-game winning streak. They haven't lost since Denver back in October of 31st. It's the last time Washington. I don't know why I'm like talking like a. I keep catching myself talking like talking like the Bears. We're gonna more to come on the Bears and Pack on that one too in the NFC. I believe the NFC is better than the AFC. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Thoughts? What do you think? Feedback on that one? All right, whatever. So I got the Dallas Cowboys. I'm gonna go ahead and I haven't circled anything yet. So we're going to do just Dallas Cowboys by four and a half. I feel like Dak Prescott and all them got to step the game up, got to do something over. It's going to be over on a 48. This one's an interesting, this next game. Uh, Ravens and Browns. It all depends on how Cleveland plays and how Baltimore, or 
how um geez, I can't even talk. How Baker Mayfield, it's all gonna go down to Baker Mayfield and how he plays, really. Um, so I don't even know if Nick Chubb's even starting. I don't know. Let me look and see. Uh, no, Nick Chubb isn't on the uh, injured list, so he's probably going to be playing. That's good. Landry's out there. That's good. Uh, so Baker Mayfield's favorite receiver, Landry, is going to be out there. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's not hurt, so that's good. So it's going to be a pretty much a tough game. You know what? First Energy Stadium there, it's only $26 in Cleveland. That's that's a pretty good gig, pretty good deal there in Cleveland. But they're actually Cleveland's actually favored, which is crazy to me because I'm – Kind of want to pick the Ravens in this because I, I kind of see the Browns kind of going down on a downward, downward trend here. So, I mean, they did lose to Baltimore. Oh, they got back. Did they got back to back games? They just played November 28th. And then they're playing, huh, I never seen that before. They go back to back in the division. So they played at Baltimore. Now they're playing at Cleveland. And they lost to Baltimore 16 to 10. But you never know. I'm going to go with them. You know what? It's going to be 44 degrees there. Doesn't mean anything about it, but they're favored by three. 42 and a half is the over-under. <sighs> I don't know. I might go ahead and go with Cleveland. I, I hope Baker Mayfield gets it going with Landry because I had Landry on my uh, fantasy, but it doesn't really matter anymore. Let's go um, Let's go over with the 42 and a half. Jeez, I'm always going over, but that's probably a game that might go under on that one, just by the way, just to throw it out there. The Raiders and the Chiefs. These are all one o'clock games, by the way. A lot of good matchups here. Um, Kansas City is favored by 10. Do you think the Raiders are going to lose by a, a field goal and a touchdown to Kansas City at Kansas City? I don't know. Derek Carr has been doing pretty good here recently. Um, but they did lose to Washington. They beat my Cowboys in overtime, 36-33, um, November 25th. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot. Um, but let's do it. I, I don't think uh, I don't think the Chiefs are gonna win by ten. Raiders at Arrowhead, which is bad. I just said you can't beat uh, Kansas City at Kansas City and Arrowhead. But we're gonna go ahead and give it to them and the over as well. So throwing out on a limb on this one, guys. And that's going to be my dog. That's going to be my dog for the picks of the weekend. I'm only going to do one dog for the NFL, and that's it. I guess no, I favor, the Browns are favored. Dallas is favored. Raiders are not. Chiefs are favored. The um, Raiders are going to go in. Derek Carr is going to go in and, and get the win. Waylon's going to probably do pretty good as well to tight end. Hopefully he plays. Is he playing? I don't know. Is he playing? Is he playing? Where's my stat guy at? I don't have a stat guy. But I think he is playing. Let's see if he is. Uh, Note Waller is going to be a questionable decision there. So we don't know if he's going to play, but hopefully he does. Tickets as low as $82 for that game. Want to go to Cleveland on your best bang for your buck for uh, tickets? Going to the game is Cleveland so far. So here we go, 49ers-Bengals. I have to talk about the Bengals. That's going to be a 430 game. Um, San Francisco 6-6, six and six, Cincinnati 7-5. and five. Cincinnati, I believe, came off of a win. Oh, no, they did. They lost. Bad. I forgot about that. I was thinking about the Pittsburgh game when they destroyed them. So they come out 41-10 against uh, Pittsburgh and then get a goose, uh, not a goose egg, but lost pretty bad to the Chargers. Go Chargers. 41-22. Moneyline spread. What's up? One and a half. 
49ers actually favorite. It's going to be a really close matchup according to the Vegas odds. Over under is 49. Um, give me the Bengals since I'm going to be a homer. So I'm going to go against that one. There's two dogs. There in mind. I'm going to go two dogs. And we're going to go over. Joe Burrow's going to come back and kill it. Um, so there you go on that. Okay, I got two dogs. Screw me. So P- Bears and Packers. Packers are actually favored by 12 and a half. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a tough one to call, too. Um, trying to double down here. Bears get their chance at payback against the Packers, but Rodgers is not going to let that happen. I don't think, at least. Fields might get the start, I believe. Um, is Andy Dalton hurt? No, he's yeah, he is hurt. Andy Dalton is actually hurt, and he's doubtful, so he might not be playing in this one. Good one. The receiver is doubtful. So who knows what's going to happen. Randall Cobb's out for Green Bay. Um, that back area, which the offensive tackle, which is really cool. I like that guy. He's out still. I don't know if he's going to even be back for the rest of the season. He might. Um, Green Bay, 12 and a half, 43. Is it going to be playing in Lambeau? Yes, it is. That's why I'm only going to pick him. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do his 12 and a half. Go ahead and do the 12 and a half. And I'm going to go over because Green Bay might do something here. Let's do Aaron Jones and the back and a dual backfield Jones and Dylan. I got them on my fantasy. Um, so I think that's going to happen. So those are the picks that I have for the NFL. And there is that. So we're done with that. Now we're going to go into the UFC picks. I kind of want to discuss a little bit further different things. Um, I didn't even look up the Olivier Poirier fight, but it's fine. Um, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Pava. Paiva, if I can say that correctly. Um, UFC 269, you can order on ESPN. Uh, I know I don't think you can watch on ESPN Plus. It has a ESPN Plus pay-per-view. I don't even know how much the fights even go because I don't pay for them. Um, Pava is number 15 in the bantamweight bout. Sugar Sean O'Malley isn't even ranked, which is surprising to me, but he is favored in this bout. Kind of anxious to see how this goes. Um, I like the face-off that he had. I know that Pava said, I like your glasses. Or He said something. I forget what he said in the uh, walk-ins. But give me O'Malley in this one. Then you got France and Garbrandt. Or Garbrandt, Garbrandt whatever you want to say. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of going with favors here so far. O'Malley's favored with a minus 310. Garbrandt, is that's the closest one. France is a plus 120. And our Garbrandt is minus 140. So, um, number one versus number six. Number six versus number seven is what it is in the flyaway division. Little boys, the little guys. 125 pounds or something like that. So I think the flyweight is. Little little bitty dudes. Can crush them with my bare hands. <laughs> uh, but Cody gets this one, I think. Knockout in a second, I believe. I don't want to, if you really want to go hardcore with it. Um, welterweight bout. Number 12 versus number 14, Neil versus Ponzinibbio. That's the welterweight division. I Right before the two title fights, I actually have Ponzinibbio. This is a, I, um, what you call it? I don't even know what to say. Argentine Dagger versus Hands of Steel. I like that. Argentine Dagger is pretty good. Plus, he's coming off of a win. He's 29 and 4 from Argentina, 6 foot tall. He's doing the 170 thing for the welterweight matchups. So I kind of want. Pines and NBO to win. So I think he's going to get it. So there you go. He's he's a good fighter. Um, didn't do any research on him. So anyways, but I've I've heard about him. 
So here we go. We're going to get into the uh, title fight, women's bantamweight. This is going to be a hard, hard call for me because I want Pena to win, and I'm tired of Nunez. Uh, they need, they just need to bring in a new um, winner here for these matchups. She's a dual fighting champion here, dude. She's a beast. She's got both belts. She don't play no games. Um, apparently, Julio Pena was running her mouth at uh, Nunez. Pre-fight trash talk for UFC 269, and Amanda Nunes says that she's delusional. The lesbian, Amanda Nunes is a lesbian. You don't get mad at me. That's what she is. She's, I guess she's, she's like dating a UFC fighter as well. There, she's pretty hot. I think uh, Raquel Pennington is good looking too. I think she's a lesbo as well. Um, Amanda Nunes rips clown Julian Pena for seeking attention, calls her delusional. So just Julio Pena is just trying to get uh, people to watch. I don't know. Oh, this is what I was going to look. Check this out. So we got some pro fighters going to get their picks against this fight. So BJ Penn picks Amanda Nunes. Steven Thompson, the UFC welterweight, he picks Amanda Nunes. Josh Emmett, if you know who that is, the featherweight, um, he's got Amanda Nunes. Dan Ege, I think is his name. Um, Nunes is unbeatable, says. Um, Diego, uh, I had to go with Amanda Nunes. I don't see anybody going with... Um, Pena. So, <laughs> I don't know. That kind of brings up uh, the fact that, that she might win. People, so many, Usually when people always pick the other person or are all out 100% to nothing, usually that other fighter wins. But I don't. Amanda Nunes is just a beast all around. She's strong on stand-up. She's beast mode on the ground. She can just knock the living beast that piss out of you pretty much. So... I don't. I want to discuss it. I wanted to talk about it. Um, I kind of wanted to see. Give me some stat figures here. The Lioness versus the Venezuelan Vixen, both coming off wins. Um, Amanda Nunes, sixty-two percent knockouts to twenty-seven percent. Um, Pena is more of a submission fighter and goes to decisions. Average fight times eleven nineteen to nine. That goes to Pena. Knockdown average, that's going to Pena. Um, significant stripes, or that goes, the knockdown goes to um, Lioness. Significant strikes goes to Amanda Nunes. Grappling seems pretty evenly matched, but um, Amanda Nunes has a better takedown defense, 84% to 23%. So it looks like Amanda Nunes is going to pretty much dominate this wherever it goes. So just give me Amanda Nunes, screw it. She's a minus 900. If you want to try to get money back on your different fights throughout the prelims, you can go ahead and try to take Pena um, at a plus 600. Uh, but I don't know if you're going to get your money back on that. But give me Nunes. Then we got the lightweight title fight as well with Charles Olivier. I don't even know how you say his name. Dubronx versus the Diamond. Both coming off wins. Um, Olivier is the uh, champion, champion, champion. Dustin has it, 54% knockout, 61 to 21% subs. That goes to Olivier. Um, average fight time, 10 minutes to 6.53. That goes to uh, Dustin. It's pretty evenly matched on knockdown average. Significant strikes, that goes to Dustin. Grappling goes to Olivier. So kind of anxious to see where the fight will go with this one. I would like to um, 
ask my list, my devoted listeners, not that many out there, but who you think is going to win this betting preview and the odds and all that stuff for these two title fights. Um, like I said, the Nunes is big time minus 900 favored. And then this one's Olivier versus Poye. I didn't say this, but it's Olivier is plus 130 and Poye is minus 150. So Poye is definitely the uh, favorite, but it's going to be really close. Really, really close matchup. Um, the much anticipated fight, the wrap, the year up is finally here. Poirier, the former interim champ, has won three straight since losing his match against Khabib, including two straight finishes via TKO against Conor McGregor. Poirier is looking to establish himself as the true lightweight champion. Um, Livia has now won nine straight on his way to the belt, and a win over Poirier will leave no doubt that he's the rightful champ of the division. Olivier, for some reason, continues to be um, un- underappreciated. He holds several UFC records at just 32 years of age, including most submission wins, most finishes, and bonuses of, in the history of the organization. So the dude's a freaking stud. Are they looking past him um, that we think that Dustin and Diamond Poirier is going to win this out of Louisiana? I don't know if he's from Baton Rouge, but uh, give me some crawfish. Give me the dub for Dustin Poirier. Um, and that's the favorite. I don't even think I picked any underdogs in the UFC matchups. No, I did not. Only in the NFL. So there you go there. And finally finishing out uh, the top 10 best Christmas Day sports moments of all time. Here it is. Number seven. Are you guys ready? Drum roll. <laughs> 1994, Don Shula breaks NFL regular season victory record. This game between the Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions already had a lot going for it. Both teams were 9-6 and six and battling for a playoff berth back when Barry Sanders entered the game with 1,831 rushing yards and a shot for 2,000 rushing yards for the season. The Dolphins took control early, holding Sanders at only 52 yards rushing and scoring on five of their first seven possessions to take 27-10, to 10, and that was just to the half lead um, and held them 27-20 for the victory. So they didn't even score at all in the second half. Almost allowed Detroit to come back, but the 27-20 victory was head coach Don Shula's 319th regular season victory, putting him ahead of George Hollis. Shula had broken the overall wins record in 1993. So there you go. Don Shula's regular season victory was at number seven on Christmas Day, my friends, beating the Lions, the Barry Sanders Lions. There you go. Top 10 best Christmas Day sports moments of all time. And that wraps up the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting. Again, this is my kind of job that I do on a daily basis. And I do podcasts. I do research. I do all kinds of different things. Monday, Thursday, Fridays, usually doing a podcast. Usually I have my daughter on the weekends, but she is with her mother this weekend. So uh, there you go. We're going to miss her today. Um, love you, KJ. Hope you had a good day at school study, get your stuff done. Um, she's supposed to be calling me here soon. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Stay tuned December 17th and then next week, Monday recap. And then the 17th for doing the green at our Catholic central at home. That's going to be the first home game that I've done with them. So that's going to be exciting and fun. Hopefully we get all this tech stuff, uh, ready to rock and roll and not have that choppiness lagging. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Tip your waitress.